Hey, it's Ryan Rothstein of Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philadelphia. And be sure to check out my podcast, the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We dive into the betting angle for all of the Philadelphia teams. If you're from Philly or a fan of any of the Philly sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, and listen to the Philadelphia CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, and we are now already like Tuesday afternoon here, the time of recording. Uh, and we typically throw out the instant reaction episode uh, and, you know, our apologies for the slight delay with that. So on this episode, we're going to do just my reaction and my thoughts to the Eagles win down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And of course, all the dramatics go along with it, right? They never, ever make it easy on us. Um, so just wow is my initial one word reaction to that Eagles 21 to 18 win, uh, over the Carolina Panthers. You know, there's a lot of good to take away from it. I still think there's some bad, uh, and I'll get to that. And then we have to quickly look ahead. You know, we've talked a lot leading up to the game, uh, against the Panthers about what lies ahead, which is Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs on a short week, just a couple days away now uh, from the nationally televised matchup on Thursday night football between Brady and Jalen Hurts uh, and the rest of the guys that go along with it there. So we'll quickly look ahead and we'll throw in some reactionary thoughts and opinions that will tie into this next matchup. Bottom line is this, the Eagles figure out a way to get a much, much needed win as the sky was falling going into this matchup. And man, if the Eagles didn't come back uh, with a dramatic three-point win down in Charlotte, it would be ugly here in Philadelphia. It already was ugly, and it's still a little ugly. All right, it's still a little ugly, but we put some makeup on, uh, makeup and duct tape on this, on this ugliness here in Philadelphia for now. The Eagles get the desperately needed win, 21-18. to 18. And my instant like takeaway, and we'll get to some of the details and specifics here from this win, but Jalen Hurts has shown one consistent, right? In a season so far through ups and downs and, and really no consistency, right? Like the surprising win to start the year in week one in dominating fashion, none of us expected that. Then this team loses three straight and essentially they lose three straight games, almost in three completely different ways, uh, two in a row where the defense gives up 40 plus, And then all the attention and focus and criticism leading up to this Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, it was in Charlotte, but leading up to this Carolina Panthers game was on Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator uh, and the rest of the, the, the unit on defense. Uh, Fletcher Cox being a name among some others that was getting thrown out there of uh, hello, wake up. Darius Slay, who hasn't been thrown to a lot, uh, still at times invisible from the fan perspective, at least. He came up with a couple huge plays. How about Steven Nelson with a huge interception late? 
Uh, Hargrave continued to do what he's been doing all season long. He racked up another sack, but that defensive line showed up, right? It wasn't just Hargrave. Fletcher Cox finally made his mark, uh, and the whole unit on defense stepped up to give this team a chance to win. Right, This defense stepped up, and it allowed this Eagles team to be in the game, really, from start to finish, despite times where you say, here we go again. This offense now can't get anything going. The defense looked bad early. They settled in. It was just a roller coaster ride of emotions, All right, as uh, Ron Burgundy would say. I'm in a glass case full of emotion, <laughs> and that's what it, exactly what it felt like for me, at least. Uh, on Sunday against the Panthers. But the one consistent, as I began to you know allude to before I just kind of got sidetracked on my rant of the team in, in general, Jalen Hurts. And the one thing that he showed me, at least, and I know a lot of people out there would agree, is just his toughness, man. Like, th this kid is tough. He is, you know, if he's not there, maybe physically, you know, as far as checking his reads, you know, audibling at the line of scrimmage, going through progressions, like all the things that elite quarterbacks do, right? If he's not there yet, fine. But as far as his mental toughness uh, and just leadership from that aspect, he is there. Like, like this kid gets it. Uh, he stays positive. He keeps fighting regardless of the circumstance. Um, and we, we saw that on full display against this Carolina Panthers team uh, on Sunday where my number one, you know, most important observation for this game in real time and leading up to it, as I talked about last week, was the coaching staff and, and the head coach, head, uh, Nick Sirianni in particular, as a lot of the eyes were on defensive coordinator John Jonathan Gannon. You know, for me, it was, okay, fine. It's fair to you know, discuss Jonathan Gannon and what the heck's going on with this defense. For me, it was about Nick Sirianni and can they put their offense above everything else right now for this particular matchup? Can they put the quarterback in this offense in a position to succeed? Because I looked at this matchup on paper and paper doesn't always translate to reality. Uh, but this team, as long as they were following through with, I guess is not the best way to put it, but as long as they were executing uh, the appropriate game plan, they would win this game. And you may say, well, what? okay, Ryan, what are you saying? I think you can um, you know, use that for any given matchup in the National Football League. And yeah, you're right. It, it's always important to have uh, the right game plan to go and get a win uh, week in and week out. But especially with this matchup, like you look at some matchups like the Kansas City Chiefs or any elite team when your team isn't quite elite yet and say, this is a tall task, right? Like even if the game plan and execution is there, it may not be enough to win this game. Going up against Sam Darnold without Christian McCaffrey, Panthers missing some key members on the defensive side of the ball as well. This matchup uh, set up for an Eagles win uh, for a lot of different reasons. And they still struggled to get there. The bottom line is they got there. Uh, now they're on a short week. But for me, the number one observation and the number one thing that really stood out to me was Jalen Hurts. Uh, and the offense couldn't get anything going. And things looked hopeless uh, in that first quarter in particular, really the first half. But the Eagles' first 11 drives resulted in six punts, two turnovers, a safety, 
and two field goals. And along the way, Jalen Hurts took some big shots. He got hit. Uh, but like I said, he kept fighting, he kept battling, and he was able to shake off a ton of adversity and he overcame uh, a lot of different variables and was able to make some big plays down the stretch. And that's important, right? Like you never want to put your young quarterback in that type of position. But the reality of the NFL is regardless if the coaching is good, bad, ugly, whatever, you're going to find yourself in those positions from time to time in the NFL, especially as a young quarterback. And it has been nice to continue to see Jalen Hurts shake himself off, pick himself up, and stay focused and stay on task. And he is as tough as it gets uh, as far as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. If your quarterback has that capability to work through that type of adversity, it's a big sign early in his progression and development uh, and our assessment really this season on is he or isn't he um, you know the future franchise starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles so that's that's what I had to start with on this episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers now you look at the Panthers they scored 10 points in the first quarter and I, I think we were all thinking at that time uh-oh here we are once again down in Carolina against this team led by Sam Darnold uh, and it's not looking pretty right off the bat. But I mentioned to start this show, this Eagles defense showed up. And it wasn't just Javon Hargrave. It was everyone. It was the entire team. Uh, after giving up those 10 points early in the first quarter, they played lights out the rest of the way. They allowed six points. All right, Just two field goals uh, after giving up the uh the initial 10 excuse me of course that safety you throw in there as well that's what got him to 18 but those two field goals and the safety that's a pretty strong showing uh from the defensive unit there and good on them right the eagles allowed only 267 total yards and most importantly for me they forced three turnovers right they took the ball away from that carolina offense three times they finally were able to get off the field on third down which is something i talked about all week i talked about it on this show philadelphia city cast i talked about it uh on wip i was on three times last week uh on sports radio 94 wip and that was it for me right like you you can you can make excuses you can you know do whatever you want to do when assessing this defensive unit uh, prior to the Panthers game, oh, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, this and that. Listen, the Chiefs scored on six of seven drives, touchdowns, uh, that is, six of seven drives. They converted nine of their ten third downs. That's not a recipe for success, and that can't happen regardless of who it is. I don't care how elite of an offense you're going up against. Um, so forcing three turnovers against Sam Darnold and really settling in nicely uh, after a shaky start was – a big sign of, uh, you know, a big reason to be positive, right? An, an optimistic sign there that they're giving us down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And for me, you know, the three takeaways, you know, Darius Slay coming up with two interceptions, Steven Nelson with an interception late, that that is a huge part of this story for the 21-18 win. But the defensive line, right, they, they were able to get pressure from everybody, uh, in that matchup on Sunday that made life really difficult for Sam Darnold. Fletcher Cox finally appeared. Josh Sweat got a sack. How about Ryan Kerrigan had a tackle for a loss? All right, so uh, Hubbard ran for 100 yards, and that's not something that you, you want to look at and say, yeah, we're fine with that. But like I said, overall, 
the fight from this team, and I think it all stems from the quarterback, is encouraging in, in a bounce-back game, in a must-win game, where they knew they could not come back to Philadelphia with a 1-4 and four record, and they did whatever they had to do to avoid that, and here they are now sitting at 2-3, and three, and now they have to quickly gear up and prepare for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And it was just awesome to see Darius Slay with two interceptions, right? It's almost like Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, Jonathan Gannon, and a lot of the other Eagles that were getting put on blast throughout the week were listening to us because all of the guys that were getting criticized the most, it felt like to me at least, showed up in this Panthers matchup. So a lot of good positives despite some shakiness. Um, you know, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes easy in Philadelphia, and honestly, nothing comes easy in this National Football League. Uh, but a big win, 21-18, to 18. and man, it was nice to see a lot of our, our bets here on this show uh, hitting. So I hope you took some of my advice. Just to recap some of my best bets for this Panthers matchup, uh, I loved the under all week long from early in, in the week last week. I said take the under. Uh, that hit for us. I said take the over on Devontae Smith receiving yards at 58.5. That hit for us. Um, I took the... I said take the one to six exact winning margin that hit for us. Uh, so just a nice day for us. I said take the over on Quez Watkins total receiving yards at 33 and a half that hit for us. Um, so a lot of positives uh, and we had a, a nice day uh, at the betting counter, so to speak. So hopefully that can carry over into this matchup against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, which we'll be recapping a lot over the next couple of days on a short short week. Uh, a couple things I want to get into in the next segment. You know, I mentioned Quez Watkins and his prop hitting on the over. I want to talk about him. The run game, still essentially invisible. So I want to get into that a little bit. I want to get into Devontae Smith and his role now and how he's evolving right before our eyes early in this season. Uh, and then we'll get our first look at uh, the wagering menu on Bet River Sportsbook for this Tampa Bay Philadelphia Eagles matchup on Thursday night football in Philly. It's going to be a good one. All right. It's going to be a good one. So we have all that coming up next. We're going to get to a quick word from our friends at Bet Rivers. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Give me a follow on Twitter at WiseRye, W I S E R Y E. The Eagles win 21-18 down in Charlotte. And uh, now we'll quickly look ahead to the Thursday night matchup that's looming Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs. Let's go, baby. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. The Philadelphia CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each and every week. 
pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to bet. Uh, welcome back to the Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Listen, make sure you are following along. That means you're subscribed, you hit the follow button, you even leave us a review. Dare I say, rate us five stars. Right, each and every review and subscription, it goes a long way in helping to grow the show. Uh, so join us, help us grow, uh, and have some fun with us right here on the Philadelphia City Cast, talking all Philadelphia sports from the betting angle, helping you win some bets. And that's exactly what we did uh, in week, what is it, week five, Eagles, Panthers. Uh, we had some fun hitting our bets there this past week, and we're going to look to do it again for the Thursday night matchup. Uh, so I want to get into... Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, the defense, um, where's the run game? Okay, so we, we still have plenty of hot topics uh, to discuss here for our Eagles. Uh, but you know what? First, I just want to give you a minute of my thoughts on Ben Simmons, all right? Because this story has been, you know, as I don't even, I can't even say what I want to say about this story, but it has been uh, dramatic, gossipy, um, just unbelievable with all of the the news and reports coming out day to day it seems like every day there's something new surrounding the 76ers surrounding clutch sports surrounding rich paul ben simmons it's just it's been a circus it's been a circus and then monday night uh was really the the icing on the cake of this said circus between ben simmons and the 76ers ben just showed up he just showed up to Philadelphia uh, right around tip-off for the Sixers' home preseason game against the Brooklyn Nets. No one knew he was coming. No one spoke with him. Uh, he didn't give the team or the coach or his teammates any heads up that he was showing up. Um, everyone was surprised and typical. Did we expect anything else? All right, Doc Rivers joked that Ben Simmons... Uh, called Woj before anyone else. And that's, it seems like that's what happened. Uh, after staying away for two weeks to start this NBA preseason, Ben Simmons just showed up to the Wells Fargo Center on Monday night to the surprise of really what seems to be everyone in this 76er organization. So now it's really going to get juicy, right? We thought this story was already you know, filled to the brim with the dramatics and the unknowns and the surprises. Uh, well, now Ben is here. Uh, so what does that mean for the locker room? What does it mean for Joel Embiid? Because Ben has taken, really taken shots on everyone over the past couple of weeks while he decided to stay home. You know, the system doesn't work. He can't play with Joe. Uh, the fans, the city is not for him. I, I mean, you name it, and it was said as far as Ben bashing uh, anyone and everything related to the 76er organization. Um, but he showed up Monday night to collect his money. And what is going to transpire from here, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I will give you my thoughts with this. I, I don't know how the organization continuously coming out over the past, not just couple of weeks since the preseason started, uh, but really over the past, what, two months? Uh, the organization has been consistent in their messaging saying, we want Ben back. Do you really want Ben back? Because all signs point to no, you don't. 
Uh, and I'm not blaming the organization. Anyone that's been listening to me uh, give my thoughts on Ben Simmons and this whole story, I think, knows where I stand. I'm not a fan of Ben on anything that he's done as, as far as to handle this situation. But I will say, I don't know what the communication, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and their communication to the public. I don't know how that's helped this situation, right? Like Ben's not an idiot. He is in a lot of ways, but he's not dumb enough to to buy uh, that this team wants him back and they're not looking to move on from him, right? That That's just the furthest thing from the truth. So Doc continuously coming out and saying, we really want Ben here. He makes this team better. Daryl Morey saying, we're fine with bringing Ben back. He makes this team better. We're a number one seed in the East. All of that is just baloney to me. And, and that seemingly, there's no way that has helped this circus. There's just no way. All right, so we will keep a close eye on this story and see where it goes from here. Um, but never boring, nonetheless, with the 76ers and Ben Simmons and really anything in Philadelphia. That's how we love it. All right, so let's get to some final thoughts from the game against the Panthers, and then we'll look ahead to uh, what we see at the wagering menu for now at Bet River Sportsbook for this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and man, like this team has an opportunity. It's not an easy one. It's no walk in the park. It never is. But, you know, they have an opportunity at home on national TV to get back to, to 500. All right. So you never know. Crazier things have happened. It certainly can be done. Um, the, the question is, do we want to bet on that? <laughs> right. Do we want to bet on that? Uh, and the Eagles are the seven point home underdog right now on Bet Rivers. So we certainly will talk a lot about that over the next couple episodes leading up to kickoff on Thursday night. Um, you know, but I, I will say this, I want to get to a couple of my points with, uh, the Eagles just from the game on Sunday and how it impacts things potentially moving forward. Um, I didn't even bring up the huge special teams play from TJ Edwards blocking that punt and that changed the game. All right. That, that blocked punt is in my mind, the reason why the Eagles won that game that gave the Eagles a legitimate chance to go and steal that victory. And that's exactly what they did. They took advantage of that opportunity, but man, things were just ugly and, um, you know, looking, looking bleak for this Eagles team to get the win in Charlotte. Uh, and then it, it was just a full effort and that special teams play just uh, solidifies the full effort mentality. And, you know, we have been talking a lot about, is this head coach legit? Is this coaching staff good enough um, to put this Eagles team in position to win in to win week in and week out? I, I will say this: like, even if there are a lot of glaring issues with the game plan and the philosophies and the strategy and the execution and the reactionary decisions in game that we've questioned week in and week out, um, the message has to still be getting heard, right? And the players have to be at least for now, still bought in to what head coach Nick Sirianni is communicating because that is a gutsy effort uh, to get that win against the Panthers, right? So uh, whether we believe head coach Nick Sirianni uh, as, as the real deal or not right now, it's still early, I get it. That is a win that you do not see occur. Um you know, if the players are starting to question their head coach, if they're starting to question what he's saying is legit, you know, however you want to spin it. 
So I, I think that has to be noted as a positive sign uh, and, a, and a good sign moving forward. What does that mean and how does that translate to the field? Uh, well, we'll find out, right? Like we, we, we certainly will find out. I, I will say this, Quez Watkins, um, you know, I've been saying I want to get a little bit into him. He's clearly right now the real deal. Like this guy is a weapon. He can, he can spread the field. He can stretch the defense. And he's not just a, a defense stretcher. Right. Like you see different variations of guys like Tyreek Hill is at the mountaintop of guys that are dangerous and speedsters. Uh, it can make you pay. Then you see different tiered versions of that. Um, like Hollywood Brown for Baltimore. I, he is he is a really good player, but maybe, you know, certainly not in the Tyreek Hill category. Right. So you see guys that are speedsters and that have a role and an impact on different offenses. Uh, it's just to what level. I don't know what we have in Quez Watkins. I do know when the Eagles decide to look his way, good things happen. Um, so my point here with bringing Watkins up, uh, this coaching staff and this offense, they have to figure out more ways to incorporate him and to get more heavy doses and often doses, frequent doses uh, of Watkins inserted into this offense and their identity because he is just a menace. Right, you can't help but just start to compare him to Deshaun Jackson uh, when he just sprints down that sideline and he's able to track that deep ball with, with such uh, accuracy and precision and athleticism. It's, it's special. That 53-yarder was huge, and it opened things up for the offense for the first time, and it set up that Eagles' first touchdown of the game against the Carolina Panthers. So head coach Nick Sirianni, he must find more ways to get Quez Watkins the ball, and not just on those deep routes, but just in a lot of different routes, short passes, uh, bubble screens, over the middle, whatever it may be, because this guy seems like he is the real deal and he is a legitimate threat. Uh, in the National Football League to any defense that this team faces. So what can they do to get more creative with him for this game on Thursday night and just moving forward because he can be a real asset for this offense? Uh, and Devontae Smith, like we are starting to see that he is the real deal. Okay, uh, 122 receiving yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. He follows it up with seven catches for 77 yards. He had a couple touchdowns taken back for different reasons uh, against the Panthers. But he's looking more and more like that star receiver we've all been waiting for and we all hoped that he would become once the Eagles announced him with that draft pick on the most recent draft. So, man, Devontae Smith is put in now two straight performances of – you know, legitimate star potential at the wide receiver position. So that is another good sign for this Eagles team. The one bad sign that continues to show up is this run game. It is just non-existent, and I don't have the answer. Everyone goes to me and says, what, what's the reason here? I don't have the reason. I joked about it last week. I have no clue, uh, and quite frankly, I don't think this coaching staff has a clue. You know, And, and I'm sorry, like Greg Olson um, – you know, the play, not the play-by-play, -play, the color analyst on the on the uh, call against the Panthers, for that Panthers-Eagles game, excuse me. Uh, he, he was starting to explain in the broadcast, like, listen, there's been a lot of clamoring in Philadelphia about the Eagles not calling enough run plays. And he started going to detail about the RPOs being a run play. And, and I think we all get that. Like th that, that is a run pass option. Uh, and when you go and call an RPO play on any given, 
you know, down when your offense has the ball, it's technically a run play. And then it's up to the quarterback what, what he wants to do with it. Fine. But when it turns out to be a pass play or, you know, Jalen keeps it or whatever transpires that it's not the running back ending up with the ball for a, a legitimate run play. Uh, and then you wake up in the second or third quarter and you look up and you say, there's been essentially no run plays here. Uh, it's been all pass. That's a problem. And that's on the coaching staff. Once again, they need to figure out how to incorporate more running. They need to have a closer balance with this offense. You're setting up, I mentioned setting up Jalen Hurts, your young quarterback for success. If you never run the ball, that is not setting your young quarterback up for success. Uh, so they have to keep the defense honest and they have to figure out new creative ways to run the damn football. And hopefully they start to do that here sooner than later because it's going to be even that much more challenging for this team to get wins if they continue to just be heavy pass, heavy pass, uh, with with no reliance or you know, no no production at all from Miles Sanders or even Gainwell, who has shown us that he is a legitimate threat uh, when he's on the field as both a, a pass catcher and a running back when they decide to hand the ball off to him. So we'll see what changes Thursday night on this short week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and as I mentioned, this Eagles team is a seven-point underdog at Bet Rivers right now at home uh, with Tom Brady coming off another, another huge performance. Like this guy just – he doesn't age. It's just remarkable. So now this Eagles defense has another tall task on their hands – after a uh, easier task, to put it nicely, against Sam Darnold and that Panthers offense, well, they faced Mahomes the prior week. Now they have Brady and this high-powered offense. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to keep them in check a little bit and give, once again, this offense an opportunity to stay in the game and win the game. Uh, so we are going to dive into the wagering menu and do a full betting preview and key matchups on the next episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers uh, right here with me, your host, Ryan Rothstein. So be on the lookout for the next couple episodes leading up to the Thursday night kickoff where we will dive deep into this Tampa Bay-Philadelphia Eagles matchup, both from the betting angle and on the field, uh, previewing some opportunities that maybe the Eagles have an edge in matchup-wise where they are. Um, overmatched matchup wise we'll get to it all and help give you uh the best information possible to make your bets for this thursday night showdown between the tampa bay buccaneers and your philadelphia eagles so the eagles get the win um a gritty win and i'm not talking about the flyers mascot a gritty tough win from your philadelphia eagles to figure out a way to get to two and three instead of falling to one and four uh, they win the game outright, of course, going into Carolina, closing as a three-point underdog at Bet Rivers. They win by three, 21 to 18. The under hits, a lot of our player props that we discussed hit. Uh, so a good week for us here on the Philadelphia CityCast. Let's roll it over. Let's roll it over to this Tampa Bay game. Uh, so thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in. Be on the lookout for the next episode coming soon where we'll dive more into this matchup previewing uh, everything and anything between Tampa Bay and the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode right here on the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Peace.
Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.